Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Live from Las Vegas, this is Kirat Anand with the Rethink Retail Podcast. With me is Jason Farver, Executive Vice President, Chief Supply Chain Officer, and President of Retail Media of Hyvee. Jason, thank you for being here. Yeah, you bet. Good morning. Good morning. So Hyvee is one of the, the larger private companies. And just so our audience who might not know, you guys operate over 300 stores yeah. across the Midwest. And you guys consistently rank in the top 10 of the most trusted brands and you've also been named one of America's top five grocery stores, That's favorite correct. grocery stores. Yep. yep. Yeah, so we're in eight states today and actually moving into the southeast as well. So we've got some pretty exciting growth plans coming up. But. Uh, amazing, amazing. So I would like to get into hy in detail. But prior to that, I want to start with your career. Obviously, you're wearing a few hats today. One is chief supply chain officer. But you began your career on the other side, on the wholesale side, on the manufacturing side. You spent some time at some fairly large private companies. Do you feel being on the supplier side helped you in preparation for your current role as chief supply chain officer? Yeah, definitely did. I, I'm a non-trad for the um, company that I'm in today without really growing up in retail. My background is, as you said, manufacturing and um, privately held companies. So was in Iowa for most of my career so far and really the last 15 years or so I've been working for a privately held company where I was the president of this company. So that type of manufacturing and supply chain experiences helped inform, you know, what I'm doing with Hy-Vee and retail now. Been very helpful. Amazing. I I can appreciate that, having that perspective of both sides. Now, we're coming up on your two years here at at Hy-Vee, so congratulations first. In that period of time, you've been president of the PDI, the CTO, the chief supply chain officer, yeah. the president of Red Media, and now you're wearing both titles. And and, right. and, and um, as you look back on the two years, what are something that you're really proud that your team and you accomplished? And then the second part is maybe is there a pending opportunity? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a long list of titles in two mm-hmm. years. I'm really thankful to be a part of Hy-Vee. And one of the things just to comment on that is Hy-Vee does a really good job of giving their leadership across the board, executives all the way through the company, a lot of opportunities in different functions. So it's a fast pace. Retail is always fast paced. And so I've had an opportunity in two years to really kind of dip my toe in a lot of different areas and learn a lot about the company. So if I look back over the last two years, I mean, it's been post-COVID world. The company is doing tremendous amounts of innovation. I think COVID really kind of expedited a lot of what was going on from an e-commerce perspective. And so I think one of the things that I'm really proud of is just the the supply chains work to deliver to our customers and deliver to our retail stores. I love that. And and maybe an opportunity that you think that you can now prioritize? Yeah, I mean, a huge opportunity for us right now, and we're at the show, is our retail media network. So we're really excited about Red Media, which is the brand name for our, our retail media network. We've really in earnest launched it over the past year we have a full-time team that we've been you know stood up and working on it but if you look back we've been doing parts and pieces of retail media probably for the last five or six years it's a huge opportunity that we're really laser focused on capitalizing and moving ahead yeah um well you're setting me up for my next question here so let's talk a little bit more about about red media and and i believe you're launching it here at the show we are 
So thank you. This is the first time that we're speaking about Red Media, and I appreciate that you're, you're, you're discussing it here first. What makes your media network different from some of the incumbents, Walmart, mm. Target, Costco? Yeah. yeah, I think it's a great question because at the show, we're hearing a tremendous amount about um, retail media networks, and it's been a huge wave trend that's been going on. Um, so there are a lot of them out there. So it's important that we do have differentiation and a value prop that's different than others. One of the things that I think is really unique about Hy-Vee in general is just how innovative and really agile we are. So autonomy is a big part of the culture. Even you know throughout the history of Hy-Vee, every store director has had a lot of autonomy to kind of run their own ship. And that same thinking, I think, helps differentiate us in our retail media network. A lot of the brands are excited about the fact that we've got a massive reach, a massive audience inside our eight states, but we're also small enough that they can test and learn with us. So yeah. maybe not as high of a hurdle rate to get in and start to test and learn with our retail media network. And I think that's a big advantage for us. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack there. You talked about autonomy or being entrepreneurial. Yeah. Um, I think that comes with you being privately owned, but then you also touched upon that localization uh, and scale. You know, here at the show, we're hearing constantly about how being personalized and local, that local, having that local grocery connection is so important, but you guys also have the scale and size. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, we've got a tremendous reach across our eight states. And as I mentioned, moving into the Southeast, um, really massive loyalty following. It's been interesting coming into yeah. the company, how passionate people are about hy V. I mean, it's their hy V. So our customers, if we change something, they know about it, they're passionate about it. And that scale and reach of our customers is really powerful for us. We've got a lot of insights we can drive um, back to the brands um, with that. And then, as you mentioned, still small enough to be agile and localized and personalized. Yep. They, they talk about, and I think Walmart's published this, so this is public. This is not from my time at Walmart. I think over about 20% of of the CPG brands are now do are partnering. Have you guys set up targets? Have you guys set up anything for a year from now? What what you're sort of thinking? Yeah, with absolutely. The CPG? We have we have targets, and and you know you mentioned launching here at the show. We've actually been over the past probably three months meeting individually with all of our top brand partners. Yeah. And launching Red Media, so we're talking about it and really trying to reimagine kind of your traditional supplier partner agreement. So joint business planning. We're really trying to merge the merchandising conversation with the media conversation. You hear a lot about the omni-channel approach. Yes. Inside our company, we've even reorged our company where merchandising, media, and marketing all fall under one umbrella, one leader, so that we're really thinking about that holistic omni-channel approach. Sometimes those things happen in silos. You know, the merchandising yes. isn't locked up and lined up with the media. And so as we're launching, we're really trying to bring those two things hand in glove together. Yeah, I love that unified approach you're yeah. talking about. So unified commerce is another big theme at the show. We keep hearing about how stores are more and more important, but every grocer wants to lean in on the digital side and focus on digital. So it's kind of they're talking from both sides, it feels. Um, do you have an ideal channel rate? Do you have an ideal uh, rate of what you want online versus offline and, and maybe online, yeah. uh, omni-channel? I don't think anymore post-COVID it's an either or. I think it's a, an all, a both. Yeah. And so that's really how we're going about it. We do have some, some targets and some growth areas that we're trying to drive in each channel. But I would say a place we feel like we can differentiate is our in-store experience with retail media. If you look at our 
customer base still you know 85 percent of transactions happen in our brick and mortar so we have a huge you know multi-millions of customers every week that are walking through our doors what we've talked about internally is that's really the new front page back in the day you got a flyer in the mail that said here are all my deals and promotions well in our store we have to be able to speak personally to customers about those deals and those promotions in a tasteful but you know impact full way yeah and so the in-store piece is a huge focus for you know us as a company always but also as a retail media network so when you talk about in-store are you doing any in-store activations through red media yeah we are yeah so we've got a bunch of um, in-store projects that we're working on one of them is just and this really isn't necessarily started with retail media because our leadership for a long time has talked about digital first i think we've been ahead of the game on you know, TV screens and digital screens in our stores, especially in our new flagship formats like Gretna or Lacrosse or our Grime store. But we have some some really exciting things that we're going to unlock here in the early stages of 2024 to help us with in-store personalization and messaging that the brands can can really unlock. Anything you want to maybe tip us a little bit here, like some, some audio like stuff? Yeah, or I mean, yeah. audio is one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. so we're definitely... We've got that to roll out here coming up in in the early 2024 with audio. That'll be part of our retail media package as well as in-store screens. We have thousands and thousands of screens that we're putting across all of our properties to be able to really tastefully speak to customers at the point of purchase or the point of decision or sometimes even the point of rest. You think about waiting in line at our pharmacy. It's a great place for someone to speak to the customer about something Absolutely. interesting. Yeah, that's great. You've been talking a lot about innovation and technologies. Are there certain tools that you're currently leaning on? And second part, are there certain tools you're looking to develop further to help and optimize the supply chain? So now your other hat as as chief supply yeah. chain officer. Yeah, I mean, we're doing a lot of work in automation and um, robotics with micro fulfillment centers. So we have plans to really lean in and um, a, a good roadmap on micro fulfillment centers. Our first one will really kick off... Um, later this year or next year in 2024 with a micro fulfillment center in our Des Moines market. And then we'll kind of copy paste that throughout the rest of the market to really help um, drive efficiencies in the shopping experience, especially online. So today we have a lot of shoppers in our stores that are doing the shopping for aisles online. Yep. In the future, we're going to have a lot more robotics and automation capability that'll help speed up and drive scale to that process. Amazing. Super exciting. And I mean, yeah, we're we're can't believe you're wearing so many different hats. It's very exciting. I mean, yeah. for me as a as a technology guy to be sitting here and you know CTO, chief supply chain officer, then the media network, and now back to yeah. having both. So one other um, exciting supply chain thing that's going on is we're actually building and and close to launching a new warehouse, which is big for us. I mean, it's a very large. Um, warehouse in in the Des Moines area okay. that's got some really cool new automation in it as well. So that's going to happen. You know, as we as we talk about all, all the new innovations that you guys are launching, I'm also aware of a lot of the sports marketing you do to connect yeah. back with the communities. And I think we we just kicked off the NFL season a few weeks ago. Would you like to talk about some certain engagements or certain partnerships you guys have with certain teams in the NFL? Yeah, I'm, sports marketing is one part of our overall marketing strategy yeah. and a big part of how we get our brand message out. Um, we're partners with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we've deported, That's a pretty good organization, I yeah, think, in the last past few years. The the champs, right? <laughs> so 
Um, pains me as a Broncos fan to say that, but we're <laughs> proud of the Chiefs at Hy-Vee. And we also sponsor and partner with Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins from the Vikings, and then we just signed a, a deal with the Green Bay Packers as well. So sports marketing is a big part of our approach and how we keep the brand out there, drive impressions, and kind of tie the overall brand market throughout our entire eight states. And I, and I think it's not only with uh, the NFL, but I also recall if you're shopping at your local Hy-Vee, you might run into David Letterman who will help you pack your groceries. Yeah. I mean, what's that about? Yeah, David Letterman. Well, so we've got a, an indie sponsorship. So we do an indie race. Yeah. Um, this will be coming up in July will be our third one. We just finished up our second one. Really, it's kind of not right to say it's just an indie race because it's kind of become a, a, a festival, a music festival. It's kind of like the Iowa State Fair. We have really great performances from, we had Ed Sheeran there last year, wow. Carrie Underwood, Zach Brown Band, um, a number of really cool acts, and then some races, indie races along the way. David Letterman is a partner in Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. And so he, he shows up every once in a while in a high V store and he did a spot for us. That sounds like a cooler city. ticket than Taylor Swift or Beyonce. So yeah, you, it depends on so who you I talk mean, to, <laughs> but um, it's, it's a great event. And it, you know, I think we had 80,000 people going. this, this last one. And so, so it's just something that can really help drive the name of high V out there. Yeah. It's again about that local connection, being employee owned and giving back to the communities. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of everything you guys are launching. We're cheering you on from the Thank sidelines. You. Congratulations on everything you accomplished the past two years. And hopefully we get a chance to sit down and do another one-year recap a year yeah, from today. Yeah, great. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks again, guys. Take care. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at Rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.